have I got a story for you. Online lovin' is just the beginning for this Kansas power couple who dabbles in just about everything, including local politics and voicing their opinions. But first, today's sponsor, Wheels. There's a reason you don't need to reinvent them. They're pretty fucking perfect just the way they are. Wheels are the ultimate example of one of life's best rules to live by. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Why overcomplicate things? Long ago, some chimpanzee-like creature got tired of dragging shit all around. Whether it wanted to move quicker, save energy, carry more, or just have a little fun racing its buddies down hills, this nomadic species needed an innovation to transport things on land. And how, you ask, did this scientific phenomenon come to be? I have no idea. <laughs> I do have a personal theory, and it's a very simple one. Basically, it saw a tree fall and the tree started rolling. I know, I know. Regardless of the lack of creativity my theory has, once this came to be, it was destined to go viral. And did it ever. So while we are waiting on Elon to figure out electromagnetic levitation to make objects hover, wheels are the tried and true means of friction-free transportation. I know, practically frictionless. Geometric shapes aren't just for Friday night fun playing pattern block games. They are life-changing shapes that allow our species to evolve and allowed us to become sedentary. We were able to set up shop all because of the round god of transportation, the wheel. It just keeps going round and round, round and round, round and round. <laughs> yeah. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. Do us a favor, share the links, stories. There's been so many marvelous guests that have shared some really pretty interesting things. Get the word out, post, forward, recommend it to friends. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, subscribe, listen, Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, Google Play. Gain perspectives on how other people live and what they've been through. This is our 16th episode and we are on the fast track to 20. We'd like to keep it going. So if you or someone you know has a story to tell, just get up with it. We would love to listen. And now, getting to know you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely. And doggone it. My cup of tea. On today's show, we are getting to know two people, actually. Um, Justin and his wife, Megan, uh, folks, appreciate you coming on, waking up, uh, early and, uh, allowing us to get to know you. Howdy. This isn't that early. I usually get up at four 30. So I was like, yeah, I'll be awake. It's really annoying. I'm not a morning person. No, she's so not. when he's up and happy and smiley, I'm glaring and stompy. These are true words. <laughs> four 30. Is that like necessity or is that like a biological thing? I got to go to work. Biologically, I am now turning an old man, and I woke up this morning at five going, well, I'm wasting my day. So I laid there for a while longer and finally decided just to go ahead and get up and start drinking coffee. Gotcha. How many uh, cups will you have in the morning? 
I'm on my third. Don't limit him to the morning. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, are you one of those all day drinkers? Uh, if it hits me, yeah. We have uh, one of those uh, fancy coffees that has the uh, the pod deals. Secure. Secure. I don't know. Whatever, man. It's yes, a big deal right. for me. <laughs> I'm used to the Mr. Coffee, you know. But uh, yeah, so if I have the uh, feeling to have a cup of coffee at 9.30 in the evening, I'll do it. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah, I've um, there's been a little buzz I've heard about the uh, coffee nap. Have you heard about this? Coffee nap. Coffee nap. No, I, I haven't. So, so they say, um, you drink a cup of coffee and you lay down to take a nap, and then like the caffeine once it runs through your system, kind of wakes you up in like fifteen or twenty minutes. Like a cat nap. Yeah, right. But it's oh, yeah, caffeine. Exactly, Shit. and I guess it like it takes that long for the caffeine to get through. Almost like when you have a beer or whatever, you know, like. Later on, your blood alcohol gets a little higher because it gets through your system. So you would have to already be sleepy, drink a cup of coffee, fall asleep, and then wake back up. Exactly. It seems very complicated. It's it's a three step process. <laughs> it's just gonna you're gonna chase it with a Benadryl. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. And then sounds you, like a drug abuser. Hundred percent. And then they wake up and pound Red Bulls awesome. just to stay awake. Um, so we, I guess, I don't know if we, if it counts as technically meeting, but, um, I posted, I started going out on Facebook and just posted to a podcast group about, Hey, I'm trying to get to know people, um, to share their story on my podcast. And, uh, you replied, which was neat. And so I'd like to hear your story, Justin and Megan. Well, my story started on a cool October day, 1970. Oh, no. Our story, I guess if it's our story, that means that me and Megan met in December or January when we met online. You mean when I ignored you? Yes. My wife wife ignored my attempts at uh, online uh, romance. (laughs) <laughs> but then once I saw that she was going to ignore me, I took it as a challenge. And now she's been here married to me for seven years. So I, I did, I did actually win. Sean. So was it ignoring or was it playing like elusive online, hard to get? No, I just straight it was ignoring. She's like, he's too old and too far away. She lived an hour away, which honestly was too far away for me. I had been divorced for four years. And I was never going to ever get married again. You know, my goal in life was to never, ever let a woman get me. And, uh, well, then I was, you know, perusing the interwebs and she showed up and uh, she didn't look ugly and like what she had to say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk to this gal. And, uh I could see that she was seeing my messages or maybe it wasn't, I don't know. But anyway, I took it as a challenge. And then she said that she finally had succumbed to my, uh, virility yeah, as a man. Yes. Exactly what, so, what was the, uh, what was the website or the uh, dating app or whatever? That was, uh, plenty of fish. Oh, plenty of fish. Yeah. oh good old POF. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that it's, it's back when it was free. That's that, that's true too. And well, you know, you get what you pay for. Sometimes. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> oh, oh shit! You know, great. Yeah. So anyway, what did you yeah. see in her 
picture or read in the profile? Actually, let's ask that. Was it more the picture or was it more the profile that uh, well, made you start messaging? Well, I think, oh, I think honestly, it's your, you have to be attracted first. I mean, if you see a woman across the road that you're not attracted to, you'll never know that she's the perfect woman for you. So you're, you're basically placing a bet on, well, she's cute. I hope she's not stupid. So, <laughs> you know, and, and it worked out. And so it, it was the uh, picture with the uh, Jack stocking cap, uh, Jack the, the classic woman uh, <laughs> selfie, you know, trying to look cute in the hat trying to look cute. with the Jack stocking cap. What is that? Yeah. Uh, the night before Christmas. Oh, you all about that. Dude, that's a very underrated solid movie. Like, I mean, it's, uh, it's freakishly, I know oh, you're not a fan, huh? No, it's all right. Just giving her shit, man. Go ahead. Gotcha. <laughs> and Megan, why uh, why were you rejecting him? Were you just over? Were you bombarded with like hundreds of messages a day, and you just didn't have time? <laughs> it was uh, really. I mean, he, he did kind of nail it on the head. It was he. He was not just an hour away. It's like an hour and a half ish away, and um, he's ten and a half years older than me. Yeah, oh. I was mature. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, so I was, uh, 28 at the time and just was not, and very, very recently divorced oh, can I get, within weeks. You can I get crazy. a, uh, can I get a virtual high five from all the older men trying to, uh, <laughs> score the 20 year old woman? There Thank is you. hope. There is hope. Yes. Huh? yes. That's hilarious. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt your, uh, testimony of how awesome I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then literally he just kept, uh, sending messages. So, Justin, are we talking like these are you're going poems? What's your strategy here? Are you going like um, shock and awe? Are you going quality and depth? How are you? Uh, how are you getting seen? Man, dude, I uh, put the old uh, game uh, skills up years ago. I haven't used. I can't even remember what I was doing, but I was trying to be nice. I think because at that point, I was just uh, looking for a decent woman to hang out with. I was, uh, like I said, four years divorce so i was starting to soften a little bit i wasn't as angry as i once was uh and i was just trying to find somebody to hang out with and we hit it off pretty good so i mean we got married plus when i met her i don't normally go to casinos but we met at a casino oh. and uh for dinner for dinner <laughs> yeah for dinner work. yeah <laughs> it was for gambling gambling and alcohol yeah, right. it's the foundation of our relationship, dude. If you're uh, if you're meeting up with an online person, that's a fucking gamble in itself, you know. Yeah, man. boy, ain't no shit. But as we're walking out, uh, I walked past the machine and I put a dollar in and I won a hundred bucks. Oh, so I thought, wow, I won a hundred bucks. She's not ugly. She doesn't seem stupid. This is all right. So yeah, and then uh, was that the hundred dollars you used to buy the marriage license? Did it cost that much? <laughs> no. Actually, we got this is another good one. So, so she moves in, and you move. That was January we met. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are totally going to judge the swiftness of our. Relationship. Uh, and then when you're said, ready, you're ready, right? Sean, Sean already used the word, so I use it. Fuck him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no so, doubt. yeah. Uh, sometimes I get in trouble for using the F word, but anyway, uh, I'll try to, I'll try to not use it terribly. Uh, so that was January. You moved in, in July, June, June, and we got married October 31st. Oh. Yes, that is 
that is Halloween. Nightmare Before and, Christmas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. I'll be damned. Uh, but it was one of those deals where I think I sent a message like on Monday. Hey, do you want to get married this week? Or Did you propose through a message? Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I feel like it that like you should have just been conditioned at that point, man, to be like, yeah, all right, man, just takes it just takes a lot. So we had both been married before and they both failed miserably, except for our children. You know, we got silver lining out of it. Uh so we just decided to do something as untraditional as we possibly could. So we got married on Halloween. What the hell are you doing getting married on Halloween? You know, that's the evil night or whatever. It's actually not. Anyway. It's a whole other story. And we got married in an old historical bank here in Coffeeville where uh, the infamous Dalton game tried to rob two banks and a bunch of people died and big shootout, the OK Corral kind of a deal, you know. And uh, our judge, who married us, walked down the street from the courthouse and the payment was a can of Folgers coffee. Shut up. And, like that yeah. that's what the guy wanted to marry you yeah. on. Yeah. I said, What's the fee? I see I'll take a pound of coffee, Folgers. Okay, cool. No. And he walked down the street in his robe, broad daylight in the middle of downtown Coffeville, and went back carrying a they thought he was a being a judge. <laughs> and he got coffee for candy. That's yeah, that's where we got married. And then we went home and our kids changed into Halloween costumes and our honeymoon was walking up and down the streets of Coffeville, Kansas. Uh, you know, begging for candy from strangers. Was that like, is that that judge's thing? Like, does he just ask for random ass shit when people are getting married or is no, it always coffee? He's retired. Or? That, that's his thing. He's just, he was an old school judge and you know, there is a, a fee and he would always just say my fees coffee. He's, gotcha. he's just an old school kind of a judge, you know, man, how great is that in life when you're so fucking set? You just get to be like, yeah, man, I'm good. I just want some coffee. Yeah, just, I just need some coffee. Just perk me up in the morning and uh, I'll help you out in life. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So what, anyway. well, what got, I'm interested. What was the, was there a tipping point, Megan, as far as like this message? Do you remember like the final message where you actually said yes? Hey, let's meet at a casino. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it, I didn't respond to him. I don't remember when I... Like, it, was it was a good two weeks before you even replied. Well, yeah, it was... Um, God, there must the not be a lot of fish we, in that pool. Two weeks. <laughs> there, was, there was a uh, a, uh, a week where, you know, between Christmas and New Year's, and I wasn't... I was a teacher at the time, so I was home and, and not doing anything, and I was like, so oh, oh. i just respond to the message. Hey, um, man. My ego... <laughs> It's, it life's all about time and opportunity, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was it. True. Oh, so like, so, were you two glasses of wine in deep at this point, or was it like an early morning with she, eggs and toast? It's so funny. I have no. I doubt it was an early morning thing, um, considering my affinity for yeah morning time. But um, 
No, I don't. I don't honestly remember what it was about that. That other than I was just sitting there going, "Okay." You got nothing better to do. <laughs> he must have just sent a message like just at the right time, and I was like, "Okay, fine." Nice. I'm just sitting here all responding. All about timing. Dude, I'm gonna have to log back in to Plenty of Fish so I can see the messages that I sent. <laughs> you and all to the you. Uh, yeah, right. I'm getting the evil look, Sean. Put them up. <laughs> log back into Plenty. Oh, yeah, I, I feel like she's thinking there are other intentions, but I'm not trying yeah, to stir anything no. up. Um, so, what was the conversation like of who's gonna move where? Because you guys said you're like an hour, hour and a half apart, right? Well. I'll give you the correct answer. That was an easy conversation. I'm selfish. You're moving here. The, nice. uh, <laughs> the, the real answer probably was I have a good job. Still have it, had it then. Uh, I owned a home. Uh, it was easier for her to move than it was for me. To be honest. Gotcha. So, yeah. I mean, as a teacher, I could, you know, it's not, um, impossible to find that kind of work, but for him to, to leave his job would have been, yeah, well, it would have been crazy. Yeah, would have uh, that would have been a really stupid decision. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was an easy conversation. Yeah. Okay. Are you like is it a specialized employment or own your own business kind of a thing? No, I'm just a uh, union worker for uh, John Deere. I mean, I got a good job. Oh. I'm, I'm I'm blue collar. I am uh, I am the example. Won't get me on a box here, man. The American <laughs> I, dream. Uh, I am the I American am the, dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny you say that. There's the uh, guys at work lots of times, you know, because we've had every conversation you can imagine. Right. And a lot of guys will walk around and go, uh, I'm living the dream, man. And I've <laughs> stopped a couple of them and said, well, hold on. You kind of are, ain't you? Right. Your, your wife, I've seen her. She's not ugly. Your kids don't look stupid. <laughs> you, you've got a good job. You look like you're eating well. Right. Maybe you are living the dream. I mean, it doesn't suck here. So, right. I mean, I'm sitting in a, I don't know, people call it my man cave. I call it grandma's dorm room. But uh, <laughs> Grandma's dorm room? Why is that? Yeah, well, because we got beer posters and Jesus on the wall. Uh, uh, so. You know, uh, I'm doing all right. So I guess I am. But yeah, what I was getting at was, you know, Mike Rowe, the uh, narrator for Dennis Catch and all that. He's a big proponent of uh, not everybody has to go to college. Not everybody has to be... Uh, a CEO and dude, that's me. The, the more I talk to people, the more I feel college is some fucking marketing scheme where these loan officers are just trying to get rich off of poor fucking kids, dude. I'd say that's about 80% correct. Now there are jobs that you need a college degree. You need that level of education, you know, teachers for one doctors, nurses, yeah, lawyers, you can go read all day. Absolutely. But if you got any sense at all, there's lots of jobs out there that you can just go get some technical training or God forbid, some just real life experience and, uh, you know, go out and make a pretty good living. Now, sure. You're not going to drive the latest BMW, but, uh, you can have a pretty decent truck car, especially now with all this fucking 0% financing. Thanks. Corona. I'm for the very well qualified buyer. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're not getting one. <laughs> yeah, screwed. Yeah, man. Well, that's something I've also noticed too is um this um just being content, not wanting more, like not wanting out of your means and being okay oh, yeah. with your means, man. I'm I'm so surprised more people don't have that kind of philosophy. You know, that's funny. I'm trying not to take over your conversation here again. I'm sorry. 
I, I sit at work and I run machines. So I go around and around in circles. I have eight hours a day of just being inside my own head. Sometimes that's not good, but, uh, just earlier this week, I've kind of been on a thing, uh, goes back to that living the dream. I've got 22 years in where I work. And for the first 21 years and six months of my life at this place, it was always, when you get 30 years in, you retire. Well, now I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? You know, I mean, I'm going to retire and go home. Well, I'm starting to realize that retiring doesn't make you happy. It's just living. And if that means you're getting up and going to work at six o'clock in the morning and then you come home in the evening and you do your own podcast out of your office, off your garage with your wife and a good friend of yours, then that ain't bad either. Right. I think a lot of people are just trying to figure out how not to go to work anymore. Well, then they what the hell are you going to do? Dude, you know? I'm, I've been so surprised with sports being canceled and people working less, how a, it actually brings a lot of unhappiness where people feel kind of empty. And, and I've been like, Jesus, I got so much more time now. Like I almost feel overwhelmed with options of what I want to get into and do. I don't know how old you are, but this is what the nineties felt like people. Oh really? How so? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, there was no internet oh, back yeah, in the nineties. So, Jesus. uh, you know what I'm, I'm trying to, we got internet now, but what I'm saying is your options of things to do is a whole lot less now. Back then, we had all the things that were missing now to where now we have the internet. Well, back then, we didn't have the internet, but yeah. we had TV. Right. So you're basically back to your level of options that you had in the 90s. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Are you liking I'm, it? Uh, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> he is not. He, he doesn't like it because he's told that he can't go anywhere. Yes. Yeah, so once again, I am the atypical American. Uh, I don't want to do it. Well, you can't. Well, fuck you. I'm going to. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. we've been having issues on our podcast with the uh, the governor's Kansas's uh, orders on you know church stuff and yeah. Anyway, go back to your question. I like those better. I don't get pissed off again today. <laughs> no, well, um, it wasn't really more of a question, but I guess I was going towards like that um living the dream of contentness, and <laughs> I, I think that is something, and I'm. I'm surprised that because you guys, I'm assuming, are pretty rural. Rural? I can never say that word. I swear I haven't yeah. been drinking this morning. Rural. Rural. Um, I can't say exit. So. <laughs> um, but like, so not being able to go to church or not being able to congregate um, is just pissing you off. If it wasn't for that, no, 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 no. Uh, like I said, my wife, her blog is called Wrong Kind of Christian for a reason. I'm somewhat covered in tattoos, and I drop F-bombs, and I say shit, and I'm probably an asshole. And people look at me and go, there's no way in hell that guy's a Christian. Oh. So uh, I don't – I'm not pissed off because I can't go to church. Uh, we already weren't. We already weren't anyway. Because, well, we got common <laughs> sense, Sean. Well, I mean, no, we're uh, we're, we go to church. That's not what I meant. Yeah. I meant we weren't going because of the because uh, of the coronas. Yeah, like we were already live streaming. Yeah, so it's not. I'm not pissed that I can't go. I was pissed because the governor, in her infinite wisdom, decided that uh, she's not going to allow me to go. Uh, uh, okay. Kind of like uh, I don't know if you have children. If I can get my children to understand what I need them to do, as opposed to telling them what I need them to do. It benefits all of yeah. us because they will learn something and I won't get pissed. 
So, you know, the governor, I don't know what the hell she decided to, you know, and now she's filing a lawsuit because she got overruled and now she's filing a lawsuit. She's stuck on stupid. Uh, the first amendment's clear, but, uh, anyway, no, I'm not pissed. We do live in a somewhat rural community. There's only 9,000 of us here. We only live an hour away from Tulsa, you know, a pretty good sized city. So having stuff to do isn't an issue, but you can't really go to Tulsa because everything's closed anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and when you get there, what the hell are you going to do? So, uh, you know, he just doesn't do well with being told what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus, because I'm an only child or whatever. Right. And so, and I don't, I was thinking about this as far as, uh, Trump. And I really wondered if he was, if he's been hesitant to go like national mandate type stuff, because he doesn't want to tell a bunch of fucking people that voted for him when he's all about independence and rights what to do. And I feel like that's really smart on his part. He's almost letting these governors be like his whipping boys and girls. Yeah. I voted for Trump and I'll vote for him again. And just so your listeners won't think that I'm a uh, Kool-Aid drinking Trump supporter. You know, it'd be the orange Kool-Aid, by the way. Uh, <laughs> well, shouldn't, it be tan? shouldn't it be for... spray on tan Kool-Aid? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell that thing is he's doing. Dude, have you seen the, the eyes? Like, what kind of fucking tan? Does he tan with, like, full Oakley sunglasses? <laughs> Fuck, man. That's what I keep saying. Just leave off know. the goggles. He just, you know, uh, I like the guy, but he needs to stop that shit. And he, just, and, and he needs to... Talk to his wife before he tweets. Dude. But uh, I don't think they've the, spoken in yeah. fucking decades, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I uh, to your point, I think you're right. He's also the atypical asshole American. You know, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm successful. I'm uh, loud. I'm big. I'm I'm in the room. I'm in charge. Uh, I have rights, bitch. <laughs> I have rights, bitch. And you can tell he does not. If you listen to our last episode, I mean, him are the same way on this deal. We are destroying our country with some of the things we're doing here. I don't think that we need to have groups of 10,000 people together right now. But out here in the country where we live, uh, I think you're, I, I work with several hundred people a day. Uh, there's, there's not guys dying in the parking lot. Uh, I think we need to use some common sense and start busting some economy back open here. Uh, but yeah, people just don't like being told what to do. Well, and I feel like government tends to govern toward the ignorant who can't be fucking trusted. Like you, like you keep saying, just (laughs) use some fucking common sense where I I don't know if I'm wrong, but I feel like the majority and maybe it's my circle or whatever. Right. But I feel like the majority of people recognize like. I don't want to fuck up. I like, I, I don't want to get Corona. Okay. So I do these things yeah. and I'll limit this, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it's just exactly. like, they don't trust you to make the right decision. Hell, we, uh, haven't been letting our kid once again, the governor of Kansas and in her infinite wisdom was the first governor in the country to cancel school for the rest of the year. So our kid's been home for ever. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> since like the second week of March. And, you know, she wants to have friends come over and we're like, you guys can go out and hang out in the yard and hang out in the treehouse and check out the creek. But they can't come up in the house, man, because first of all, I don't know what cooties they got. Right. You know, I mean, I don't I don't fear Corona. I have a uh, it's kind of like my guns. I, I'm, I'm a big two A guy. I don't fear guns. I respect them. Right. I don't want your Ronas because. I don't know that I'd make it. So just I'm going to, I'm going to err on the side of caution and say, Hey, uh, you guys got to hang outside. Right. So, 
you're not messing up my air. Anyway, plus yeah. we have a son with special needs, so we don't need that shit. So yeah, hell out of here with that Rona shit. Problem so. on problems. How's yeah. um how's the schools been handling the like? Is it distance learning, online learning, or is it all learning just fucking stopped? No, well, I mean, that's a very loaded question. Um, for our elementary schools, they are. Hold on, before you go, she is a teacher. Yeah. She was a school board member, and oh. she's still an active teacher. So when she talks about education, she's not stupid. I'm gonna shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> um, our our elementary school has pretty much um and younger i should say has stopped like they're continuing on with online math games and that kind of stuff so they're not learning anything new but they're hoping to help them not forget what they have learned so far gotcha um but our middle school and our high school kids they meet with their their teachers via zoom a couple of times a week and are um, you know trying to progress and do projects and whatever that kind of stuff that they normally would have done have there you... are some schools who have just shut down. Like if you were happy with your grade as of like April 1st, then that's, then you can stop there and you don't have to take any more of that class. Wow. If you're not happy with that grade, then you continue on and try to improve it. But it's kind of a hit or miss per the governor um, mandated the, um, the school districts themselves to decide how they were going to do continuous learning. And um, so each district's a little different. And how are you guys as parents uh, feeling about that? Uh, man, I'm the classic dad. I'm not sure what the hell is going on around here most of the time. Uh, <laughs> as long as the uh, trained professional over here is happy with it. Hey, cool, man. Uh, I think we shouldn't have canceled school. I think we should have went week to week basis and got these kids back into school because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of social aspects that come along with that. Uh, but I mean, I'm kind of whatever, whatever. Yeah. Our our kiddo is doing fine. And, um, but, but I'm working from home too. So I'm here all the day. If I wasn't, and I, I wasn't there to have that kind of oversight. Some kids are very responsible in that aspect. And some kids, you know, you have to make them (laughs) do what what they're supposed to do. This would have not been a good thing for 15 year old Justin back in 1986. Oh yeah. I would have burnt the house down. I would have had every kid in town over. Yeah. Yeah. This would have been, when I heard this the other day, I instantly became 15 again. I thought, Damn, this would have been great. Would have been, would have been sweet to just have to <laughs> click in a couple times at minimum. And probably, I'd imagine most kids are kind of figuring out that like, um, right. you're going to be okay if I don't do anything. Like, I'm, I'm almost untouchable at this moment. There's some of them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for for our, the, our elementary kiddos who, you know, they're, I think our daughter takes a screenshot twice a week and sends in. Just that day's like reading response or something like wow. that. So the rest of the time she's literally playing math games or she's, um, you know, doing something online that's twenty minutes here, twenty minutes there, and yeah, it's kind of hit or miss. And but she's doing what they told her to do. They've told her all of us no more than an hour and a half of of school a day. Jesus, think so. about think about like you're lowering your product value. Like, wait, you, you told me originally that this shit learning takes eight fucking hours a day. Shit. And now all of a sudden you can fucking condense it to an hour and a half. Why the fuck am I paying these taxes 
for y'all to yeah. do this if the shit ain't but an hour and a half. You know, like, wow. and I wonder if people will get to that perception or I wonder if people will recognize, man, it's just a really fucked up situation. A lot of kids don't have access to stuff. We don't want to leave too many behind. So we're all going to kind of sacrifice a little bit of learning and just tread water. I think, um, so Kansas last year did this, um, we, school districts applied to become one of these seven schools in the state of Kansas to, um, to kind of be given the authority to handle school however you want to handle it as best for your students. And Coffeeville was one of those seven that was chosen in our state. So we, um, the elementary school actually did try to lower the amount of time spent at schools and parents threw a fit. Yeah. So really? like um they they got out of school at one o'clock and oh my god they the parents threw a fit because well I'm at work and I'm you know because we're so trained and that this is how school is and yeah. basically I I'm supposed to be able to count on you to take my kid from this time to this time yeah it's 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 certified babysitting that's kind of free right you know right. and like so that's it was kind of a craziness which is the society we live in nowadays we we that's where we've got to. Yeah, right. It's but, not it's not the fifties anymore. Mom isn't at home. Yeah, waiting, uh, waiting for the kids. Roast for uh, dinner. She's at work too. So hundred percent. Fucking uh, break and bake cookies are even yeah. like are even an inconvenience. <laughs> Forget about homemade from scratch. Like everybody's like, I don't have time for that. Yeah, How, which is silver lining. Something I'm really enjoying about this uh, stay at home stuff. Oh, just like, fu- cooking, right? Yeah, just being able to like. Hey, I might actually cook a big meal tonight because I'm home and I can, and we don't have anything else going on later on in the night that I have to rush around for. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. Me too. Um, so, how long did that last? One o'clock schooling. We just did that one year. <laughs> last year was it, and then they, you know, reverted back this year. And well, hello, look what happened this year. So. You don't need to really think about it. We did go back to regular school. Yeah. Oh. Oh, cool. Yeah, you this are a little. You are a pretty typical dad, then, huh, Justin? <laughs> oh, I mean, I just yeah, I just get up and go to work, dude. And I come home and I mow yard and I bitch about lights being left on. So you know, <laughs> no true words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shut the damn door. What's what's uh, what's your saying? Yeah. You gonna pay for what's the bill? My, like when when the lights are saying? on? Yeah. Uh, what is my saying? I don't even know. I just know that I hear about it all the time. Uh, like, it's, I'll get this light for you or something yeah, like that. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. My, my yeah. mom used to be like, oh, do you work for the electric company? <laughs> one, 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 one hand, shit in the other. Right. That's what my mom used to tell me. Uh, my mom had all kinds of things. She wasn't uh, very, she was a young mother, so it was a completely different raising than a lot of people get. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm interested. What got you into uh, podcasting, man? Well, Sean, the world needs to know what I think. <laughs> and I, I thought it my duty to help them be more enlightened. Now, uh, so, you know, when you're growing up and you want to be the president or you want to be a fireman or whatever, you know, uh, I started noticing that there was always two jobs that I wanted that I thought, man, if I, if I could have any job I wanted and money wasn't an issue, it would be car salesman or a DJ. And, and both of them are people that just like to talk a lot and are full of shit. So <laughs> I, yeah, so I can't make any money at either one of them. And, you know, they, a lot of them don't like the way I talk. So I decided one day that, uh, 
well, I had been a commissioner here locally, you know, like a politician, and, and I, I, I was no longer doing that, and I still thought, man, I want to be a voice of my community. So I decided to, uh, well, I can go out there to the office, and I can set up my own podcast studio, and uh, we can talk about local stuff, and that was a year ago a little over a year ago maybe yeah, something like that february, february. there you go february last year 19 and uh i actually had two for a while i also am a novice uh photographer like motorsports and stuff i occasionally get a good picture but uh, so i was trying to do a uh, automotive based podcast and then a uh, political society based whatever run the mill podcast the automotive one Man, those folks like Facebook Live videos and YouTube. They don't listen well on uh, okay. audio. Uh, so I just got rid of that one and turned this one more into uh, whatever. I'll talk to you about <laughs> whatever the hell you want to talk about. I don't care what it is. You want to talk about hunting? You want to talk about cars? Religion, politics. I'm a, I'm an equal opportunity offender, man. I uh, truth truth teller, eh? truth teller. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's always the truth. Opinions and truth are uh, they sometimes get blurred. God, man, but, that's uh, dude, you know, I, we don't claim to be news. What? I, no, I've just I, what's kind of starting to fuck my mentality up a little bit is like people in positions of authority or people that I'm around who are like decision makers having the mentality of it's not really the truth. It's more the perception. Oh, it is. It's a, it's a fact. Right. And I'm like, that's the new fuck. Like that's the new truth that it's well, not when, so much what's right. It's more about how people take what's right. Your truth. Me. Uh, your yeah. Truth. Your truth. Well, I'm going to speak yeah. my truth now and my, and it's yeah. like, no, well, it's your fucking feelings, dude. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> when I was a politician here in town and, and Megan, like she was a politician for a while too, school board, uh, not nearly on the same level. No, well, I was a I was a commissioner, you know. Uh, we dealt with more people than she did, but whatever, and more bullshit. Uh, we'd always say that no matter what we tell people, perception is reality. So even if they didn't know the facts, they thought they did, and right. that's the truth. Right. And honestly, it is the truth. I mean, to them, which then we go back to my truth is my truth. Well, you, you might be stupid. Right. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's a sad situation that we aren't in. That perception is truth, and and you would think that social media would would help that. But we've time and time again from putting on events and having Facebook pages and stuff, people do not read. No, they, they read fucking headlines. skim. Jesus, the memes, the worst thing that happened to America. <laughs> I, 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 uh, fucking I, I communists mean, man the I'm memes sorry. are like the commies of the 50s like they're yeah. just fucking infiltrating and propaganda and people just take it as like oh, okay well there's a picture and words so that yeah. has to be right well i do use memes sometimes to communicate because like oh, you said the propaganda. memes are people read, this. people read them no doubt and if i can use a meme to get something out i will i made one today you know the drake one where he's got his hand up because he's against it. And then he's got that, you know, satisfied look. I, uh, I put on there, you know, the constitutional amendments that, uh, I'm against. And then below it was, except when they benefit me, you uh, know? Yeah. So 
I, I, I use that and guess what? People are clicking and liking it and sharing it. And, right. Well, you know, but the, if I, if I wrote that out in five paragraphs of, you know, well thought out language, oh, hell, they wouldn't read that shit. Dude. And that's something know? I've noticed too. And I was never a social media guy. Honestly, I only started getting on social media for, um, to try to just find people for this podcast thing and see if um, eventually I can get a sponsor or two. Right. But I go to different posts and, and things and the, like no one wants to comment. No, unless they're going to kind of trollish. There's not like a dialogue in the comments Mm -hmm. part. It's easy as hell to like or heart or thumb up or whatever. And it seems like that's what people spend their time doing. They'll just be like, not even process whatever's on the screen. They're just like, Oh, it's from this person. Like, Oh no, like, and, and not the, like taking time to think about it, react to it, you know, having a form yeah. an opinion on it. I've been a I've little had, surprised by that. Yeah. I've had to, and I don't always succeed in the last, oh, it's only six, eight months or so. I've had to really force myself to not to get into full debates on Facebook because it don't work. Yeah. You can't see my facial expression. You can't see my hand movement because I talk with my hand. You can't oh, uh, gesticulator. Yeah, you, know, you can't hear the tone of my voice. Right. I mean, even this is better than a Facebook, uh, you know, oh, comment post. battle. Oh, dude, hundred percent. I think so. So. On the other, well, and for people not reading things, we have put on events, you know, uh, concerts and oh, yeah. uh, different things, and we have had like. You know the the advertisement for events on Facebook. It has where it's at, yeah. when it is, and you know how much it is, where to get tickets, blah blah blah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. In that same advertisement, one time, the <laughs> very first comment I got. Many times. Well, yes, but I'm thinking of one specific event. The very first comment I got was, "So when is this?" <laughs> You're commenting in the event. Oh shit! Right. Page. Yeah. And. It used to anger me so bad. I just had, you got to laugh anymore. Yeah, well, you do. You don't have choice. Um, so, I, and I was going to ask, I'm glad you brought it up a second time. Talk to me about you guys being fucking government officials, getting elected. <laughs> like how many, how many votes do you need? What was your like campaign uh, like? Like I'm well, wicked interested in this. What level is commissioner versus like school board member? How many, what's your authority? Oh, I'm glad you asked the authority part. Yes, <laughs> I was higher ranking than Megan. No, no, I just want to get that in there. Uh, remember, we're a town of 9,000 people, so... But the school it, district is... The school district is larger. It uh, includes rural. Uh, it was interesting. We found, and I know that some of these people we're going to talk about are listening. Yeah. Well, maybe they won't listen to it because they don't know about you. But I'm going to link it on our page. They might listen. Uh, Let us know if you get a spike up in Kansas. Yeah. Uh, Dude, that'd be sweet. I'm trying to penetrate. So we, got, we got a spike up in California last week because of a guest. I don't know. It's really strange. But anyway, we also had one from Iran. So I don't know what the hell that meant. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, anyway. I got two uh, in Russia that I'm fucking keeping my eye on. I'm like, yeah. who are you, motherfucker? Why are you listening? <laughs> Hang up. Get off right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yes, bloody mural. I know about uh, you, Boris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, they would pit us against each other. The current city manager at the time of my uh, tenure almost said rain. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I'm a Viking king, Sean. I have proof uh, that uh, 
and then she was a school board member. So the city and the school, they, you know, they have a relationship because, you know, the uh, taxing entities, all the money comes through the city. And then, you know, you, you allocate that money out to the different, uh, the college in town, the hospital, the school board. Well, the, uh, the superintendent and the, uh, city manager would talk to each one of us and we would sometimes find it funny that we would get different stories and they would also, I can't speak for her as much, but I would get fished for information at times, you know, about like, what have you heard on the uh, school board? And because about, we'd be fighting over the same tax money. Okay. So it was more like, Hey, the school board's saying we need blank amount of dollars for this program. And the city's trying to say, you don't need the program or you don't need exactly. that much yeah. or. Well, because we're all fighting for tax dollars, right? Because yeah. uh, there ain't but one. Yeah, we don't want to be. We don't want to be the one that uh, makes the sales tax go to ten percent, double digits, man. That's that's terrible. Okay. So you know, when a half cent sales tax drops off, we're all scrambling to see who can get to it first. And uh, you know, the hospital here plays that game too. Uh, in the college, everybody's fighting for it. Well, the city has things they can do to keep people from getting money. It's a political nightmare. You know, you don't really want to get into all that stupid shit, but you can. And uh, so these are the games that are played. How many are and on the city commission? Is it a city commission or what? what's the... Yes. Okay. It's uh, We have a commission, five. And, oh, uh, so it's a three they, to two they, vote? Yeah, they elect a mayor. The mayor is nothing more than a figurehead. He signs papers. He... Uh, he, uh, hands out, they yeah, they appoint, he, he signs, uh, you know, documents. He's, he's just the head. He's the, uh, he's the chairman of the board. Essentially. He has no greater vote than anybody else. Uh, so how many votes do you need to get something somewhere? Well, here in town, uh, it depends on how many seats are open. They never have all five open at the same time. So it may be two, it may be three, uh, of course, you want to get the most votes, but uh, if there's three seats available and there's five people running, you want to be in the top three. It's pretty easy math. Oh, no, I meant uh, um, for like, so when you're on the city commission and you got to make a decision between hospital and school getting money, how many votes does, uh, do you need to like lobby? Is that the right word to say? Well, it, it doesn't, I don't necessarily get to decide if the school or the hospital got the money. What I mean is, so. Don't sound too powerful that, to me then. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm getting there. This, this is this is where yeah, government. Yeah, this is where government gets really stupid, and a lot of people don't understand. I say that I've saw behind the curtain, and I don't necessarily like it at times. Okay. Uh, so let's say Sean is the school board, and Sean goes out and puts out uh, people of Seanville. We need half cent sales tax to build whatever. And he goes out and he does the proper things to get his uh, initiative on the ballot. He wants to vote and he wants you to approve half cent sales tax and that's going to go to me. And the city has to approve to put it on the ballot, right? So there's the first chance to screw somebody. And then it passes and, or it doesn't, but let's say it does. How does it pass? So how does it get on the ballot? Well, you got to go and have it put on the ballot officially. You got to go up and talk to the county clerk or whoever the governing body is for that specific uh, election. You have a special election, which you got to pay for, or you can wait till the general election. It's so. Is it up to just the county clerk, or does that go between some sort of board where it's like you need a majority vote? 
No, uh, the clerk's job is just to facilitate it, to get it onto the ballot, and then the public will vote if you're okay. if you're if you're eligible to vote if you live within the school district or if you live within city limits when you're voting on city stuff. Uh, so let's say it passes and we're generating all this money. Well, the city has to approve the money to go to there. Even though they already have Even though the citizens have approved the money to go there, the city has to actually sign the paper to make it go there. So they can hold things up and cause issues. And I've seen it done here in town. I I was on the board when it happened. There was uh, somebody was going to pay off a bond early and the money was still being collected. So essentially that money was kind of in limbo. It was, uh, the bond was already paid off. So the money that was being collected to pay off the bond wasn't actually going to go pay off the bond. Right. So there was talk of, well, we'll just keep that money. Like a rainy day fund kind of a thing. uh, Or you just use it. I got you kind of a thing. (laughs) Uh, we, we want that money. You've already paid the bond off. So what do you need the money for? Well, we've already got another bond. It's, the citizens wanted that money to go to that entity, and if the commission had kept it from there without a good reason, it would have been a stupid move. Uh, I didn't support the original sales tax anyway, but I also knew that the people wanted to go there, and who's for me to say that uh, the voice of the people is wrong? So, you know, so whatever. If- if I'm, and I'll just, I'm going to speak, I guess, real general. So if I get a tax approved because I want to build a better football stadium and yeah. then the citizens vote for that, yeah, then the yeah. town themselves, can you say, okay, we got this, or not you, but the, the group, the commission say, we're actually going to use that money for no roads. So it has to go there. So you either have yes. to put it there or you just deny it. Yes. There is you no, can. like you can then reappropriate it. The word denial isn't necessarily the right word. We can hinder the money getting to you. Okay. Uh, once again, there, there's rules like that in place for good reasons, like if there's an abuse of a tax or there's some corruption. There are more of uh, safe checks in place, you know, right. government, co-equal branches of government and all that good shit, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you don't want to do that if you want to have any kind of a, a political career. Yeah, yeah I bet. Or, or not have the, the soccer mom uh, SWAT team show up and yeah. beat your ass because you're not allowing them to build a new gym. Yes, and the uh, the tactical minivans that show up, the black vans that show up at night. Oh, fucking, they man, they hop, they'll hop on you real quick because you know they got two hours to kill while their kids are at practice anyway. Yeah, so they're dropping them off. They'll fucking roll up. Listening to Nickelback. Look who's hating now. How many uh, how many votes did you get? To be elected? Yeah. Oh, it's massive. 427, Sean. Now I was a high vote getter, Sean. Did you did you have like a knowledge of, hey, I gotta hit 427? Or you were just like, I don't know how know how many fucking votes I need. We'll find out. Uh I just knew that I needed to get more than the other guys. There's no there's okay, so we live in, like you said, a, a town about nine thousand. Right. There's no way nine thousand people are out voting. Yeah. I mean, no. assuming that half of them are adults and legally able age to vote they're still not i mean like he said he was the highest vote getter with 427 which yeah. means not maybe not that everyone voted for him but that probably know, not that a thousand the, people that was the majority yeah, right it seems like five percent yeah i had more votes but not by a whole lot but i was covering a whole school district and not nice just shot. a town 
Well, I explained it. So for the I, record, I more people liked you. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. That's what I'm going More back. people believed in your vision for leadership <laughs> than Justin. Am I, am I saying but, that correctly? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> but so if you can imagine, I mean, 9,000 people living in the city limits, however big the school district outside of that. And, you know, we still have less than 500 votes for, you know, to get elected on that. So wow. it's just people don't show up to vote. And yeah. they've kind of tried to change that a little bit and make them only happen on national elections. On election when years people are coming out anyway. You know, yeah. 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 Big ones Which makes people that are voting for local people probably less informed because how many people watch world news yeah. and how many people read the local newspaper? Yeah. Uh, so you may not even know who the hell you're voting for, but I saw his sign. Or I know his name or I know his dad. So this asshole that had the wherewithal to put out the most signs right. uh, gets elected. And I've seen that happen here in town. We've got assholes that have the most signs and they have name recognition. They are, they're assholes and they don't need to be in charge of anybody. And is that so, what got you wanting to run or did, was there a particular thing where you got like, kind of like you were just fed up over this one fucking decision. You were like, man, fuck them. I'm going. Well, <laughs> as I, as I moved into my forties and got grumpier, you know, I started to channel my inner Clint Eastwood you know, like, get off my lawn, son of a bitch. Uh, I started paying attention to local news, and I realized that, hey, these assholes are in charge of me. I don't like that. So We're really back to the whole people telling them what to yes. do. So I decided I started going to commission meetings, and I was like, oh, there's some real stuff going on here. And I encourage people all the time on our podcast to go to a commission meeting. Watch them on TV. Right. Read the paper. Stop them in the street. Look them up on Facebook talk to them because they are spending your money and so i started going and i didn't like some of the shit i heard and i thought well this kind of looks fun i like to talk shit i like to i like to know things i like to make decisions uh so then i uh there was an opening so i applied because when there's an opening on a non-election cycle the current commission will take applications and appoint somebody. So I got appointed to an open seat. And then... Oh, no the way. Seat, yeah. Well, and then when the... Well, that's the most demographic, uh, democratic way you could do it because to have a special election costs money. So okay. what you're saying is the four people that are left, uh, they were already duly elected. So they're your representatives. Gotcha. So you're putting the responsibility on them to be able to make a decision. So I got appointed... And then when the uh, election cycle came around, I ran for election. And by then, people had already, they started to know who I was. And, you know, I use name recognition to my advantage. Uh, I'm a local guy. People know me. Uh, I got elected. Right. You know, whatever. And then guess what you get, Sean? You get all the ass eating you can handle for free. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that, that's paid. not a paid position, right? Like, they're, no. these people give up of their time to manage yeah. shit. Do you think it's mostly because they're grumpy want control or do you think it's like they have higher aspirations if you go city and then you go like state senate, a state congressman kind of stuff? Like yes, a, to all, yes to all your answers. <laughs> I, I have seen people that are grumpy as shit. I have seen people that really mean well and they want to help their community. I want to think that I fit into that deal. Uh, 
place. I'd like to think that I did. I hope people think that I did. Uh, whatever. If they don't think it, whatever. Uh, then there's the ones that they want to move up the chain. And here locally, we got a guy who's doing that right now. He was a fellow commissioner with me. He uh, did his term. And now, it turns, yes. And now he is running for county sheriff. Uh, he clearly has aspirations to have a higher office. And that's not my opinion. Those are just facts. I mean, he's running for a higher office here in the county. Uh, yeah, and you want to hope that the person that has the aspirations of moving up the chain also has the best interest of the people in his heart. Uh, you know, people are like, what the hell's wrong with Washington, D.C.? Washington, D.C. is a clusterfuck. And the reason it is that way, we've seen it here locally, Megan and I, you'll try to work with a fellow school board member or a fellow commissioner on something that you feel passionate about and because you, you've got to negotiate to get votes that's just how it is yeah and i can say well i want all this shit and they say well i'm not giving all of it to you so you got to come up you got to come off of something so people say well you compromised you caved uh did you want part of it or did you want none of it yeah i used a good example of do you want a whole bunch of okay streets or do you want one really awesome street and 99% shitty street? Yeah, just potholes everywhere except on the main which, avenue. Which one do you want? Right. So local politics is just as fucked up as government as, as Washington, D.C. And I can't even imagine what it must be like in Washington, D.C. behind closed doors. It mm -hmm. must be chaos. Nothing but hookers and coke. Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, here, what, two weeks ago, we're trying to, uh, you know, bail out everybody. And certain folks up there wanted to give $25 million to the Kennedy Center. I'm not sure exactly what's going on at the Kennedy Center. Dude, have you ever been to the Kennedy Center? No, sir. It's uh, my wife is fancier than me, sir. Dude, it is fucking I, I, pretentious. I, like, don't even... Expl I, I I don't have the correct uppity ass adjectives <laughs> to fucking adjectives. deal good. with, like to, to express what shock, what culture shock I was in. And I'm like, is this just a fucking regular Tuesday for these people? <laughs> you know, like, is this, they're, they're just sitting around, they're like, oh, we'll just go to the Kennedy Center. Cause for me, I was like, Jesus, this is a whole lot of fucking effort for a two hour show. You better be fancy. Yeah. Dude, it what well, it blew my fucking mind. So I'm like 25 million. And I like it's almost like these people wanting to just um like they feel good about the arts and they feel like they're giving back to a community in some way by this place. But I'm like, it's a fucking Taj Mahal, man. They ain't common folk going in there enjoying these arts. No. Not 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 like not not regularly. I don't want to get off topic, but I just need to know whereabouts are you from? Delaware. Oh, yeah, Southern there. Delaware. Okay. All right. So I was just trying to get a perspective of who I was talking to. I couldn't pick up on yeah. an accent. So, well, that's, awesome. I guess that's why I'd been um, able to go to the Kennedy Center. But I wanted uh, to ask um, if you guys could give any insight because some, you brought up something which I think really um, screws people up is they get so caught up in the fucking presidential race and know nothing about local government yeah. functioning. So, can either of you share, um, a little deeper into how, like forming those relationships, coming up with those compromises um, and feeling like you're still maintaining some sort of integrity. You got anything on that? <laughs> He's looking at me like. <laughs> uh, well, that's a lot of. Uh... Well, 
yeah, it, it is a lot. Um, I just it just kind of happens naturally. I think you when you're working in these in these groups. For me, it was a group of seven, not five, seven on the school board. The um, you know, you knew that there were certain people who who kind of um, line up with your with your um, your proposal or whatever it is that you're working on. But it's not so much um, here locally. I mean, there you can go to and kind of start something like a a, a, a policy or, or whatever it is that you're that you're working on. But a lot of times, at least, and this is where the school board and and his city commission stuff was just kind of very different. For the school board, it's a lot of you're trying to maintain what already exists and enhance oh. it. Um, like keep it up current, you know, modernize technology, that kind of stuff. There were some things that we dealt with, like, um, oh, I don't know, um, like the health clinic. Uh, we have a, a health clinic inside of our school district that, um, like in our buildings, that is a little bit um, kind of unheard of, at least around here, and that caused some friction. But so they were doing some things that, we don't um well maybe this is a good example so our health clinics it, it, there's this uh it's a very convoluted thing there's this thing out there called a mature minor doctrine and basically it is any doctor can see a a minor child and um can give them things like birth control mental health services um, oh that must flip of, fucking right. parents out jesus right well it, 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 think it, it would you would think that yeah Nobody seems to really care much. I think that they think that we don't, yeah, they don't really understand, but it's a thing and it exists. It's already out there and they don't have to tell the parents that they're not only do they, can they do these things for the, for the minor, they don't have to tell the parents. And you can even go so far as to call up the insurance um, agency that that child has and tell them that they don't want their parent to see that and they will remove it from the, yeah, the records that get sent out to the parents, you oh, know, wow. like at the end of the month or whatever. Let's, let me explain to people who don't understand. I have insurance through my company. Yeah. I get a bill saying that this is what my insurance paid. If my teenage daughter goes to this clinic in the school and gets on birth control and they bill my insurance, if they tell my insurance company, I don't want dad seeing that, they will erase it from the statement so that I yeah. never know. Dude, so go ahead. How, how young are we talking? Is this like freshman uh, in high there, school, middle school? There you, there, go. <laughs> you asked a good question. Yes. There is actually no age limit set to the, so it's up to the the practitioner or the doctor's um, judgment. So oh, wow. if they deem them a mature minor, then they yeah. can give them services. So so then you have the, it's very subjective, right? Like who decides what a mature minor Could is? Could you imagine so, if a teacher decided your kid like yeah. you know what I, I feel your kid's mature enough where i don't have to communicate with you that they're failing yeah. high school and not going to graduate you know i'm just from. i'm, I'm just gonna is- deal with them at the age of 14 oh they haven't showed up all year uh, i i think your kid can handle it i'm not going to call you about attendance awesome. well think about this on the other side of that wow. so my let's say that they deem her a mature minor and so they give her birth control pills now they won't give her a vaccine so <laughs> like a, like a flu vaccine yeah. or your 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 um, booster shots or whatever, they won't give them that because that's not covered under the mature minor doctrine. So, but 
but if it's invasive, like they, they've prescribed a pill for her to take, or they've given her a shot that lasts a certain amount of time, or they've done the implant in her arm that's supposed to last for like three to five years. They don't have to tell you about that. But what happens if she has a reaction to that? Yeah. And, and then you, you take could, her to the doctor right? and they go, well, what's different? And you go, absolutely nothing. That actually has happened here. It has Dude, happened here. Yeah, so. You would hope there's almost some like fucking secret dark web that doctors log into where it's like, here's the real <laughs> truth of shit that's going on in a kid's system. Yeah. With right. that, like, yeah. wow. So anyway, back to your original question. We found out that this was happening and we have clinics in our school building. So what was happening was instead of girls and, and boys, I guess, if condoms and all that, um, going, they don't to, hand out condoms. They, well, I'm getting there. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the girls were leaving class and the, you know, to go to the clinic right. in the middle of the school day to get all of this taken care of instead of, you know, whatever. So they're, as a school board member, my my main focus was making sure that the educational piece of this is happening. Their academics. I'm I'm not a medical person. It, if you want your daughter to go to see a doctor, then you need to take her out of school and and go. But whatever. Anyway, clinics are there. There's nothing I can do about that now. Um. So they were leaving, and and we found out that this kind of stuff was happening, and it kind of blew our minds because first of all, we're school board members, and we had no idea huh. that this was even a thing. How'd you find out? But, well, it came up that they wanted to hand out condoms and oh. we were like, well, really that's not, you know, some of us on the board, I won't say all of us, some of us on the board didn't want that to be done. And so they kind of, they were like, well, we're already doing this and this. So oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So we had no, we were like, Oh, that's me. Can wow. I pause you for a minute? Because you guys are in Kansas and I, I, I may be over stereotyping. But I, I'm interested in school board members. Cons- is it all conservative and its levels of conservative? Is is it pretty left right like you would typically think? Oh, no, no. We are not all conservative. Oh, no. no, definitely. Not. Well, one of the school board members got so upset at the others who didn't want the condoms to be handed out that he said he would put them on his on his um. He said he would put the condoms in a bowl and hand them out like candy on Halloween. Fucking right. <laughs> in the middle of one of them. This is a readings. former teacher. It is a former teacher. Former teacher. He also ran for state representative. So those are the kind of uh, you know it's so it's, differences you have on the board. Right. It's huh. extreme. I and for Justin City Commission times as well. I mean that's you know you have kind of run the gamut of. Okay, that's interesting. I was just wondering because that's um you wouldn't think you know like or whatever red state. I guess if right, you yeah. were just thinking, oh, if yeah. you go local, it's going to be all red. But there's yeah. diversity there. Just because you're a red state doesn't mean on a local level well, you're straight yeah, conservative. I, yeah, I, there's definitely a stereotype that, and I'm sure some of your listeners are going, listen to this, this jackass from Kansas. <laughs> I'm sure you can hear my accent. Uh, he doesn't know what the hell's going on with his kids. Uh, you know, this and that. We have debates me and my wife don't agree on stuff. My my friend Yancey, who's one of our, our regular uh, guests on our podcast all the time, I'm sure he's listening to this. He uh, calls me a libertarian. I'm like, no, I'm not a libertarian. I'm not anything. Uh, a lot of my views run right down the middle, and I piss off both sides, especially on uh, my stand on abortions. Uh, you know, my stand on guns is completely different. My stand on Marijuana. Uh, marijuana, yeah. I mean, I am probably about as centrist as you can get on some things, and I sure I'm far right on others, and I'm and I'm left on others. Don't get me started on people 
have them take piss tests for welfare check. I mean, yeah. it's they don't need to. They haven't done anything. Uh, well, I got to take a piss test for my job. Well, I know you do, but God damn it. It's guaranteed in the Constitution that they haven't done anything. Uh, well, you sound like, agnostic, man. And I, I guess my, like that, I, I feel like that's a term that more, I don't know if it's exactly right, but basically it's not like there definitely is a God. There definitely is not a God, but you're almost like a political agnostic where it's like, let me just fucking listen and let me just pick what I think is right. Uh, what was I saying? Just, uh, just because it was just earlier today, I said this to somebody, just because I don't like your rights, they're still yours. Yeah. And I'll defend them. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You, you don't, you don't have to like my rights, but they're your rights too. Uh, someday you might use them. Someday you might not. Uh, earlier he was asking a question. Well, I don't remember the exact question. That was, it was the one that Megan answered about how dealing with people. The relationship. Uh, yeah. Well, we never got to the answer. It was a good story going down. Yeah. Um, but I paused well, you to a, ask about the conservative because I'm trying to get like an understanding of like board dynamics, she, you know, she's a politician for sure. I, and <laughs> yeah. Teacher, right. So. That was fucking 10 yeah. minutes deep. Can I just get an answer? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the English part of me. That's why I have a blog because I can write it all out. And get it. Um, anyway, what I was going to say from that was that we ended up having to compromise and say like, okay, so maybe you're not going to tell me what my kid did here, but you are going to notify me that, that they were seen. And then I can talk to my kid about, you know, so maybe some of us didn't get the answer that we wanted by saying, I want to know what my kid had done and I want this and this and this, because legally we can't until someone decides to challenge this mature minor doctrine. How? But we can say you will notify the parents that this student was seen at the clinic today. And, uh, and more in my head, I'm wondering, like, are those conversations mature, logical are people just petty as fuck and they're like yes. giving you 20 seconds? Are, are they like mocking you saying, I well, was not mature and legal, huh? And you're just well, like, why am I talking to you? <laughs> so to my answer to that, I'm going to try to dumb it down for my benefit. Uh, you're sitting up there, you're on TV, you're on a mic. So think about if you got on uh, Craigslist or Marketplace or whatever and you're trying to buy a lawnmower trailer. I've been trying to buy one lately. I don't really need it. It's one of those things. It's, it's an issue. It's an addiction, okay? I have a problem marketplace. Uh, <laughs> so so you're trying to buy this lawnmower trailer. The guy wants four fifty. What do you take for it? You take you take four hundred? No, I'm about to take four twenty five. These conversations happen in private. Only you and him know about it. You're sitting up there in front of the TV camera and everybody at home's watching. Now you and this man are trying to barter and everybody's seeing it. You're, you're dealing with millions of bucks, maybe billions of bucks if you're in Washington, D.C. And you have to make a decision, not just based upon your wallet, but everybody's wallet because you represent everybody. Right. So you're sitting up here saying, well, I don't want to spend $60,000. Here's a good example. You want to buy a car for the public service department. Well, We've got three bids. The cheapest bid is two hours away in a different community. Well, I want to keep all the money here in town because that's what I think we should do. You've got to have a conversation. Do you? And you was talking about are these petty conversations or what? They can be. Uh, there's pictures of me looking pretty pissed off. Uh, so there's not and, like uh, I guess in my head I was thinking like y'all are talking before you actually sit down and open up the meeting. Uh, is that not too go. common? Or is that no, not allowed? That is illegal. 
No way. If if, if you've got, well, we got a group of five. Yeah, I'm going to clarify here. There's a group of five commissioners here in Coffeyville. A quorum is three. That's a majority, right? Okay. So if three of us are having a conversation about anything on the agenda, that's illegal. Or if I talk to Sean about what me and Megan talked about, oh. we've essentially created a virtual three-person party here. Right. And now that's illegal. Now, I have had conversations in the parking lot outside of the meeting place with the with this fellow commissioner and we're like hey this is where i'm at where are you at on this deal and we're like okay this is where we're at okay let's do this and we go in and then you walk in there and you get in front of the microphone and this person will completely change what the hell he just said (laughs) and then you realize oh you fucked me oh i see what you did there survivor style you look through my cars before we sit down at the table and then you took advantage of my position to make yourself look better and to belittle me in front of everybody else well played asshole yeah did uh, so did you guys go in there trusting these people or did you guys go in there skeptical as hell being like i'm not gonna believe any of you like just as skeptical by nature yeah i don't trust you Sean. <laughs> uh, i i went in there nervous Scared to death, sweating in front of the camera. Didn't know what to say. First two or three, I didn't know what to say. Then I started to realize there are some people that are genuine in here. There's people in here that are trying to fuck me. I realized the people that actually run the community aren't the elected officials. And it's a giant... We never watched the show, but I hear it's like... uh, What's that? uh, Brace Yourself, Winter's Coming. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Actually, actually the chief of uh, the fire chief once told me it's like the TV show Survivor. Yeah. It's who can jockey and who can blindside people, and he is so correct. Why do you think shit's like that? Like, why? Why does it have to be like that? Humans are involved. Everybody's out for what they think is most important, and you're never going to have everyone agree on what that thing is. Well, it's real hard conceding that your position may not be correct. That too. I mean, huh. even me and Megan's relationship, sometimes I'm wrong. Don't tell her that. But <laughs> sometimes you have to understand that you're not as fucking smart as you think you are sometimes. And maybe somebody else knows what they're doing. So, you know, it's humans, a, man. It's a little bit yeah. of, uh, having a little bit of humility can go a long way in that. And I mean, well, and I think that's part of this whole problem with a lack of term limits on politicians because they get in there and they get used to this right um, power yeah this power and this kind of this way of life and they don't realize that the rest of us are out for just living you know and and trying to live with what they've put in place or what they're doing and yeah i i think that they kind of miss that real world piece there is i can't imagine the power that a 25 year senator in Washington, D.C. must have. Because we were podunk here in Coffeyville, Kansas. Nobody's. But if I wanted something done, it would get done. Life changed the moment we were elected. Megan knew everything that was going on with our child at school every day of the week. There was no, I wonder what's going on. Oh, really? They was very courteous to her. Uh, If you needed a pothole fix, Sean, tell me where it's at. I'll get some shit put in by the end of the day. Uh, I had all the friends, all of the chamber 
people that you normally see in the newspaper were my pals. Uh, you know, the day before I was a dumbass driving a truck. Now I'm Commissioner Martin. Uh, the day after my term was over, I was a dumbass driving a truck. <laughs> the difference is I know how they operate and I know the language they use and I know how to use the system now. You have to, that's probably the one thing that me and Megan took from the whole thing is knowing to ask the right questions. They will tell you that they won't tell you the questions to ask. If you know the questions to ask, they will tell you. But if you don't know, you're just like a rather dumbass walking the earth. And sometimes that's better. What is that? Uh, ignorance, ignorance is bliss, yeah. man. Well, yeah, it goes back to the content thing um, and fucking just yeah. living within your means. Like live within yeah. your mind, man. It's okay to not fucking know everything. Yeah, yeah it's great. It really is okay. Yeah. What made you guys – Did now, did you both not run again? Did you run and somebody had a better slogan and you lost? Two different, two different deals. Make it go first. I, I ran and um, I told you earlier that I'm a Coffeeville transplant and um, localism. I, yeah, I did not win. Um, and I, I can't say that it's because of that. I, towards the end of my um, tenure, I guess, on the board, I was becoming a little bit more outspoken on some things that I didn't agree with. And um, I think that that probably hurt me. We were also in the middle of a bond election that was, had not, um, passed already once and so the the um it was put back on the ballot which kind of always screws whoever is yeah running no matter you know oh because the people take it out they don't want their taxes up and you're trying right. to say hey we need this money please right. go out so there and get it but i'm going to add a little something just to kind of defend you on that deal the person that was going to hand out condoms in a bowl didn't want this vote on the ballot that he was running for office on. He waited and oh. asked them to put it on the next ballot so that it wouldn't affect his gotcha. re-election. So, yeah, that That's, kind of stuff. Yeah. Huh? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's what it is. But In mine, I, uh, I resigned. I was midterm. I realized that I was... Uh, Dealing with some shit that I couldn't affect necessarily. Sure, I could vote, but like I said, I wasn't. I felt like my efforts were futile. Uh, you know, you would vote on something, then the rules would change and they'd make you look bad. Like I said, a hell of a game of Survivor. And I decided that I could take what I know and go out into the community and try to educate people without the restraints of being Commissioner Martin. Because Commissioner Martin couldn't be on the wrong kind of podcast and say, you're an asshole. And, but Justin Martin can. Gotcha. And so here I am. And I have thought about running for different offices. I don't know that I would be able to get elected here in town. For one reason, I'm not a member of the Democratic or the Republican Party. Oh. Uh, I'm officially undeclared, which if that's a party, I guess I'm a member of. Uh, I have tattoos down one arm and part of another arm, and I have long hair on my face, and I say asshole. And it's anybody can go back and pull up a soundbite where my opinions are very well stated. So I don't know that I could do that. I, I yeah, but it might fucking I'm, be interesting to see or <laughs> and like see what would happen if you did, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Social experiment. It'd be neat. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someday. I'm pretty fucking content right now. Right. Uh, I'm having a good time doing this and we're trying to do stuff within our community. That means more than running for office and wearing a polo and acting like I give a shit about you. So So speaking of acting like I give a shit about you, what was the strategy for uh, getting votes? Straight social media signs, like you're holding, trying to hold uh, rallies, barbecues. What do you do to get people who don't know you? On a barbecue. Yeah. No, I paid people off, Sean. Uh, <laughs> favors. I still owe some. Uh, no, we had signs in the yard. I'm a local. I was born here, raised here for most of my life, moved away a few times. Uh, people knew that I was, I'm lots of things. I'm not a liar. Uh, I'm lost. Some things. I'm not untruthful. We attended, you know, the debates, forums, the type yeah. of stuff that they okay. set up locally, that kind of stuff. Uh, getting appointed beforehand helped me out a great deal because I was essentially the incumbent. Right. So I had a track record. You know, I don't want to sound like Joe Biden here, but during my time, <laughs> uh, you know, I actually had a track record. Yeah. yeah. And I, I had name recognition. I think that name recognition might have hurt my wife too a little bit. I take some blame for her not getting reelected because, well, she is Justin Martin's uh, wife. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. I was wondering. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just also going to ask. So what was the, um, what was the impact on your guys like marriage, both trying to run for stuff and do these kind of things? Running wasn't a problem. Like I said, we had times where, we was on the opposite side. She was on the school board and I was in the city. And like I said, they put us against each other sometimes because they knew. Sometimes it was humorous. Sometimes it was humorous. And sometimes I'm like, you people are asking for fucking money you don't need. You know, I mean, and we still disagree on stuff, but I had to. We come to find out that we agree or we disagree on things no matter whether we're yeah. politicians or not. And one of my buddies, I always go back to this. He always says, don't sweat the small stuff. Is this the hill you want to die on? And I would think, this ain't that fucking important. Right. And, you know, just leave it alone. We're not like, it ain't like we're talking about putting pecans in my chocolate chip cookies. You know, it's like, these are these are unimportant issues. So to our household, anyway. Yeah. Uh, we do have, I mean, we, it was funny. Like, we did have people who would be like, oh, I wonder what, you know, there's going to be fighting in that household tonight. And uh, we just yeah. don't. It's just not our style. Kind of maybe leave it at the door, and we actually probably just didn't talk about. Oh, there's lots of things we didn't talk about. I mean, because <laughs> I'm like, you're going to hear about it from this, the the council and, and yeah. or the commission, and I'll hear about it at the school board stuff, yeah. and yeah. and you know, there wasn't. And honestly, technically, legally, there are things that we couldn't talk yeah. about with right. each other. Oh, yeah. That just is which both sides didn't like the fact that we knew what the other side was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had, just as much as it helped because it allegedly we may or may not have had access to information we weren't supposed to have. Allegedly. <laughs> Alleg- like people actually like formally accused you guys of that. Is that why you're saying uh, allegedly? No, no, not necessarily. I have had assholes here in town accuse me of, uh, doing inappropriate things with, uh, you know, like having meetings outside of uh, meetings and shit uh, like okay. that. And it's one of those deals where you're just being an asshole. If you can prove it, go ahead and do it. If not, whatever. Yeah. It's just politics, man. I mean, that's a, it is kind of a serious offense. I mean, like it's a, you know, $500 fine per yeah. 
con- per conversation and mm-hmm. per person per conversation. Like it's, it's a really crazy deal, mm-hmm. but so, I mean, honestly, for, for us though, in our relationship, it wasn't, um, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. I did not think we would go from online dating meeting to government school board <laughs> officials. I did not see that shit coming at all. Uh, it's probably a product of our relationship. Before me, we were both in relationships that the other person didn't water the plant or feed it or do anything. It was just, you just grow and you come home and then you go back to work and then you come home. There wasn't no encouragement to do anything outside of... Oh going to work and coming home. Since we've been married, we have established small businesses on that we've had some levels of success and great failures. Uh, but I, we, we talked about this earlier today. When I drive home from work, I see people every day driving home from work and I'm thinking, where are they going? They're going home and then they go back to work and then they go home and that shit drives me crazy. That contentment, they're okay with it. I can't be. Uh, so me and her encourage each other. What do you think about this? Uh, you might fail. Yeah, you might not. So try it. If you fail, we won't do it again. Uh, maybe we'll do it three times just to make sure. That's me. Uh, <laughs> you talking about me. Well, the we've both done it. We've both been on events that were like, well, I've only lost, I've only lost several thousand dollars this time. That's not bad. We lost many thousand dollars last time. So, oh, you know, uh, whatever. But uh, What's one of your better fails? How do you how do you describe a better fail? I don't know. Is that a success? Are you talking about our best success or our worst failure? No, because you were just saying like you just you're like fuck it, man. If it fails, it fails. So I'm interested. Like, what's something you tried that it was I don't know an interesting fail? Like, man, I really thought this would work, but it didn't. Or I can't believe I fucking kept putting money towards this. I should have seen it. Yeah, music here in town. Yeah, I I knew that's why. I so I have I started a, a promotions business, and we started by putting concerts on here locally and um so we um excuse me sorry we brought in like some southern rock people some christian rock people some you know some just various well well well-known bands within the uh genre of christian rock yeah well and even our some of our more well-known local bands from like the tulsa area and um you know we really thought that people would come out and support that because we know that people are driving (laughs) to tulsa to go to shows and so if you don't have to drive and it's here but no it did not (laughs) we failed epically we got a giant fuck you yeah Uh. we have put on some like i mean but ironically the other token side of that is that we um put on a food truck festival and that went over well okay and we also uh i say we because it was more than just me when i was early on in my commissionership there i uh i'm a car guy i like old hot rods i like drag racing well, one of your duties of being a commissioner is, I think, to boost your economy if you can, if you know how. Uh, even just boost your community's morale, contentment, yeah, togetherness. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So what I decided to do was, here in the middle of America, there's a TV show called Street Outlaws, right? They race on the street. So what the communities here in middle America have done, several of them, I believe we were the third one to do it. They have got with their local government and they have gotten approval to close off a street right in the middle of town or an industrial park or someplace. They close it off and they let people come out and they drag race. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? Yep, that's right. That's what we're doing. Uh, You can research uh, Coffeeville Street Drags. Uh, That's what we did. And we had thousands of people show up. People was racing, having a great time. 
The restaurants were packed. People were complaining because they couldn't get to McDonald's because the waiting line was 20 minutes. I'm sorry that we created uh, commerce. Tax revenue. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was probably my personal favorite success. Uh, yeah, our greatest failure probably had to be the music deal. Yeah, we did learn that we we could move it to a bigger community yeah. and have more success. Still not complete. <laughs> That's what he's making fun of my like, well, we only lost $600 dollars this time instead of the 2000 that we lost last time. Here's what we've learned. And we still see people today asking us these questions and they just don't know. It's not because they're they're stupid. They're just ignorant to it like we were. Uh, why don't you have, I don't know what kind of music you're into, uh, Sean. I mean, I'm, I'm a rock and roll kind of a guy. I like some old uh, country what, too. What, West, Coast, West Coast gangster rap is West all Coast I do. gangster rap. <laughs> From okay. the 90s. Let's go. Okay, so let's say Tupac was still alive. <laughs> and somebody comes up to you and goes, hey man, I saw that you got uh, whatever band and whatever band to come out to your uh, food truck festival last weekend. Why don't you get uh, Tupac to come up in here? Okay, Tupac probably wants $200,000. I've got to do all these things that are on his rider. Tupac wants only seedless pickles in a bowl. And there's all these things. Well, people just don't get it. We didn't get it. Why don't we do these things? Because these things take money. These things take time. These things take lots of effort. And I... People just don't know. So it was hard. Did you guys get into the whole like ticket predicting of sales? Like, all right, the band, whatever. I'm just using numbers. Cost $20,000. So we got to charge blank for the tickets. We got to sell blank. Yeah, for sure. And did you just miss, do you think you missed the price point of the ticket or do you think you missed the um, amount? That's the whole thing. What's your product? Uh, So there's in the Christian rock world, there's massive bands. That's what we had, but the Christian rock world isn't necessarily the biggest brand in the planet. So the problem is that when you hear that it's Christian rock, people don't come because <clears throat> Christian, Christians, right? Or they don't come because it's rock. rock. And that's a whole other. If you want to talk about why we are called wrong kind of Christian on the blog, well, it stems from that. But um, so it was, you know, honestly, that the one of our biggest concerts. We had people driving in. I mean, we're in Kansas. We had people driving in from Louisiana, Ohio, Texas. I mean, they road trip in to see these these bands. These are fans, dedicated I mean, fans. Yeah. Right. And and that's cool. And you get to meet these people and go, oh, wow, you drove, you know, <laughs> time to come check yeah. out this band that's going to be in your area in two weeks. But, um, but anyway, the, uh, <laughs> the other side of that is that locally, these bands, like I said, it, it, for, for this particular event that I'm thinking of, it was Christian Rock, so they don't show up because it's Christian and they really like rock music or they don't show up because it's rock music and you know, it's not a Christian event. So we kind of, I, I, I just chose a genre of music that wasn't um, hugely successful. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it did okay, but it wasn't uh, we didn't make money from it. By the time you factor in all the advertising fees and you do have to supply hotel rooms for these guys and yeah. they do have writers, like you have to feed them so much stuff and they have certain requirements of that. And if they're Jesus. vegan or if they're, you know, it, yeah. it just all adds. Vegans. Fucking vegans. <laughs> um, do you remember how many tickets you sold? What was the gate? Uh, the, the, this, it was over, it was what? Five, six, four, sixty-four. Yes. On the, the most successful one. Yeah. was 464. Okay. Tickets. Which that's a good amount of people for, you know, just a couple of uh 
Well, fucking local get, yokels from Coffeyville, Kansas, I think. That'll get you fucking elected to be a commissioner, from what I hear. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> I don't know. There's just that's a very small, simple answer to a whole lot bigger question. There's just so much more to it. Just so much. People ask me their day. Oh, so putting on a podcast costs money? Yeah, I got to pay for the. <laughs> The host, you know, the pod bean. I've got, I've got a board here. I've got microphones here. I've got, yeah, it costs money. I turn my heater on and my air conditioner on. My electric bill goes up. So that's what we just try to get out to people is that do things, take a chance. Right. Uh, my favorite quotes is be stupid enough to succeed, you know, <laughs> uh, because if you're not stupid, you may not even try it. So Try it. If you lose money, don't do it again. If you don't mind losing money, try it again. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah, that's interesting. So, you guys really feel that um, a majority of people are just work home TV contentness, huh? That they're just not out there uh, yeah, living I've life. Been that guy. I've I been there. That's guy. not the majority. I think. Well, and I for for our demographic, you know, we have kiddos who are teens and tweens. God help us. <laughs> yeah. So. um, they're very involved right now. I, I think maybe parents get lost in the shuffle of those years because the, the kids are, you know, like we have one who's all about theater and basketball and the other one's all into art and basketball. And, you know, it's, we're in choir concerts and we're watching play productions and we're going to band concerts and we're, you know, basketball games and just so much of life happens for these, for these kids at this age. And I mean, that's normal and good. And I'm not saying don't do that. Don't support that. But I, I hate it when people lose themselves in that time frame. And Justin talked earlier about past relationships and how that kind of held us back. It really was kind of, I lost myself to, to that marriage. You know, I, I, I kind of lost who I was. And after that divorce and, and moving on, I was like, I'm not going to do that again. And if, well, it did well for, uh, you know, Justin being the person that he is because he's super supportive on all of that. And he's constantly encouraging me to, to Fear of failure is one of my biggest holdups in life, and he kind of makes me push through that. Yeah, fuck it. I'll make more money. Yeah, I mean, there's always what are you going to do with all that money? Yeah, right. Can't take it with you unless they pack you full of it like an Egyptian mummy. <laughs> it, um, so whatever. It's um, I, I guess where my mind went with it, it seems like you guys are. It's really important for you to seek like your interests. And I'm wondering why is that? Um, why does that matter so much to y'all? God, now you make me sound like a self-absorbed asshole. My name is on a plaque at the new fire department, police department here. They say that I get credit for part of it. I actually voted no, didn't support a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> and those kind of things, I don't give too much of a shit about. I don't want to get too deep and too heavy here and I'll start sounding like an asshole. Uh, my wife, <laughs> she knows where I'm going probably. I don't want to end up being a picture in a box. Uh, I got a box of pictures over here of old people in black and white that I have no idea who the hell they are. I guess they're my great, great grandfather. Huh. I don't know. But I guess my name's on a plaque on a building. So somewhere down the road when my kids are doing genealogy, they'll go, hey, look, Grandpa Justin, he actually did something, you know. He didn't just sit at home and and bitch about the news. Some people are okay with sitting at home bitching about the news. I'm not. I need to uh, 
I need to leave a mark, even if it's a skid mark, man. I need to leave a mark, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't have that drive necessarily. I just, I well, I like being busy, but I like doing things that I that I find are productive. Well, it's kind of like growing a garden. Is it? I suck at growing gardens. Well, <laughs> I, I like I like coming up with an idea. I actually like the idea of developing an idea better than it actually happening because once it's over it's like fuck now what huh. you know what i mean yeah it's because you can't sit still i need to do things and i don't want my community to suck so if i can help make my community not suck a little bit i'll do my part now if i could get 400 other people to help not suck a little we'd have a hell of a town <laughs> right yeah no yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I, I don't know how many people um because when you were bringing up like, you know, uh, ballet, theater, basketball, you can just get lost in that routine of life um, yeah. where you're become the just become the bus driver. You're the roadie for your kids. Right. And it's well, fun. I think... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to uh, um, say, like, I, it makes me also wonder, too, like how much of it is the kid's choice and how much of it is like the parents uh... choosing for the kids to make them do stuff. And it almost leads to like kids not enjoying it. And it, it doesn't lead to an enjoyable life because you're always fucking behind or you're always eating shitty or you're always, you know, on the fucking road and you're arguing about where your cleats are, where's your fucking tutu, yes. you know? Yep. I have two thoughts on that. And one is I, my parents were the type that just went to work and went home and, and they, they did that for me though. Like I grew up taking dance classes and they, you know, mom drove me everywhere until I was old enough to drive myself. But I remember her not, you know, like who are my mom's friends? I don't know until I was in college, she just kind of suspended that part of her life. So I always kind of wondered like, what am I going to do when my kids are gone? You know, what, what happens then? Like, so, so part of why we push forward on things, I think, at least from my perspective is that why does it have to be on hold now when I can be involved and do these things? And, you know, yeah, you get to know the parents of the other kids who are wherever, whatever's going on, but you don't have to put your life on hold. The other part of that is I can remember the day that my that my daughter told me she didn't want to play softball anymore, and that being one of those moments of going, yes, we don't, <laughs> we don't have to sit in the sun in June and July while she's out there playing games, and we don't have to go to practices, and we don't have to, like, that just freed up. To, of course, then she immediately jumped into theater stuff, and she loves that, but so there's still time gone. Which, but, instead of getting to watch people hit balls and do Just awesome shit perfect. i get to watch people prance around on the stage wearing costumes no doubt <laughs> and she does and i go and i clap and i'm like good job kid climate climate control you can always yeah. enjoy the climate there right that's right man. that's right yeah i wonder why people feel i do you think it's guilt that a, a lot of people will put their lives on hold to really focus on their kids instead of making the kids be a part of their life uh, they make I the kid the life like why, why do you, you think that's kind of common i don't know I think I made this kid, so I I should help that kid do whatever she wants to do within a certain degree. Uh, people that just have kids to have kids are kind of assholes. Sometimes, yeah. though, do you see these? And we haven't. Like our kiddos do not do traveling teams no, at all because I'm not. Not doing that. I'm not putting my, you know, like I'm not putting the rest of the family in having to travel hours for, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. We just don't. And if you are doing that awesome Kudos, good man. for your family like that's that's the decision you guys have made but for us it's just 
you're asking everyone to put their life on hold for for this one a tournament. And I I get that some you want to give your kids the best possible um, chance yeah. at life, and and you know if you can make them into a basketball superstar or a football superstar, awesome. But actually, statistics kind of show that the younger you start, the quicker that they drop out. Yeah. Like you said, they get bored and they get tired of it. And and it doesn't really enhance their – they might understand the the game a little bit more, but it doesn't help their, their skill set necessarily because they're still too young to develop those skills at the ages that we're pushing some of these kids into. So, so yeah, it's like, it doesn't make sense. It's like FOMO, fear of missing out. It's yes. like you, you see yeah. these people with kids in little soccer clubs and they're four – and it's, yeah. it's like, oh my God, like my kid's not kicking a ball or tripping over a ball or fighting for yeah. this and running the wrong way. Picking the dandelions. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it's, it, it's something sociologically that I often wonder that keeping up with the Joneses or that like someone's going to say something on social media or that fear of judgment of like, you didn't do enough. Or is it like oh, your, yeah. your kid later on, like when your kid's 25 over on Christmas, they're just going to fucking blow up at you about if you would have fucking had me <laughs> on individual lessons when I was four, I would be something now. Uh, there's the, uh, there's a happy medium somewhere. I'm six, three, 300 some pounds. And I was a dumbass in middle school and early high, I was a dumbass up to about 25. To be honest with you. And oh. at one point they decided that, well, I needed some structure. This big boy needs some structure. What's this big kid need to do? Oh, you need to play football, so I need to teach discipline. So they said, show up at this time and go try out football. So I rode my little moped up there. This is the 80s. I'll call you people make fun of me on a moped. <laughs> so I rode up there on the moped, and uh, I walked up there, and I looked around, and I thought, you know, I don't like these assholes. I don't, I don't want to hang out with them every day. And I went home. Looking back, I wished my mom or my dad, who's, turd would have said you're going to play football because my personality when i was that age was if you made me do something i most likely would have liked it but i was shy and stupid so there's a happy medium you can't just sit there and never encourage your kids to do things and you can't just say fuck i will do it you know so you got to encourage them and then realize that this is not what they're into maybe i'm into it too much you, so why do you why do you wish that they would have made you do it because I've been beast on the gridiron, Sean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> D1 scholarship. That's right. We're actually going to talk to a uh, guy later on the day on our podcast that's uh, won two Super Bowl championships, and he came through Coffeeville. And you know, I just think a local community college. I uh, I was a dumbass, and I was a rebel without a a, a cause or a clue. And I needed somebody, probably a coach or a group of guys that had some, uh, had their shit together because I was just being a dumbass. And then I started, uh, going down the road of, uh, drugs a few years later and it took me a few years to get out of that. And I think to myself, had I played football and maybe, maybe it's a very small chance, maybe had I been good enough, had I went to college, had I done something now, rewind, if I hadn't have done all those things that I did, I wouldn't have probably met Megan. So all your fuck-ups is the soup that is your life. Right. So do I regret it? Yes. Do I regret it? No. So <laughs> anyway, uh, whatever. I am who I am today. So here I am. 
Yeah, I, it, it's funny when you do look back at little choices and um, a lot of times you'll think like, man, that I wish I would have avoided that night in jail. <laughs> but like, uh, but at the I same time, it's, it's like, man, I almost needed that night in jail to fucking get my shit yeah. together, you know? Yeah. Hopefully taught you something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. 6'3 on a moped, I like it. How fast could that <laughs> thing go? Or were you just dragging ass on it? <laughs> and this son of a bitch was fast, dude. It was new, it would do 30 four miles an hour i know that because my buddy had an older one he was next to me and he was he was thin he wasn't fat uh his would only do 32 oh. so we was uh and then we tied up together and wrecked miraculously it was awesome right after that uh flips and all kinds of cool shit because we got too close to get each other's speedometers but uh that was a uh, pretty embarrassing and a lesson learned see yeah it's pretty embarrassing anyway. lesson learned <laughs> yeah um, whatever well, Justin and Megan, I wanted to thank you guys for uh, coming on, unless there's some other little story aside from online dating, <laughs> <laughs> running for government positions and um, business pass fails. <laughs> Anything else that uh, you'd like to share with us? Yeah. Just don't be, uh, or I said, be stupid enough to fail or, you know, so whatever. Yeah. Try something. No doubt. I, like, I, it's funny because I always tell uh, kids, like, if you're going to be dumb, can you at least be smart about it? Yeah, you, know, I like that. Yeah. you know, like, and it's the same mentality. Like you can't fear that failure that you, you need that experience. Jesus, if you failed at walking the first time, what the fuck would your life look like if you never yeah, tried yeah. it again? You know? Oh shit. Um, but yeah, thanks man, for it, having us on, man. No. Yeah. I appreciate, I um, appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, share. It was neat. It was interesting actually doing with uh, two people and trying, um, just figuring out that dynamic. You know, I thought that, um, believe it or not, was, like it was nice. It was nice to have a third voice. Well, she's uh, I don't know, fifty percent of what I do, so I figure she better be fifty percent of this conversation as well. So cool. Anyway, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for your time, and uh, it was really nice getting to know you. All right. Have a good day. Bye. I'd like to thank Megan and Justin for coming on the show. And yes, Justin, I did say Megan's name first on purpose. <laughs> uh, thanks for giving up your time. Uh, thanks for sharing their stories, their experiences, and their opinions. It was a great way to spend a morning. We'd also like to thank Wheels for sponsoring today's show and for going round and round, round and round. Friend, follow, listen, subscribe. Take some time out of your day to get to know someone. Listen to the Getting to Know You pod. Peace.